Thanks for listening to the Cool Church Podcast. We're praying that wherever you are on this journey, that this message encourages you. And we wanted you to know that you were created out of love. And now, here's today's message with our very own Pastor Terrence Wilson. How many of y'all know we're in a series called Success Season? We only got a couple more weeks left. And I know some of y'all, you've been saying, Pastor, you've been saying this year going to be my year. You've been saying this the season that I'm going to find success. And some of y'all are looking at me right now. Pastor, you got two more weeks. I ain't got two more weeks. God does. God can, do, God can change your situation in a day. Some of y'all came in with a problem. You're going to leave and that problem's already going to be solved before you even get home. That's the God I serve. So y'all can count me down as much as you want to. God is not a man that he should lie. He fulfills his promises, amen? I lean on the promises of God's word. Um, And, you know, I, I, I often... Not only do I read the word, I pray the word. Why? Because I pray promises. People say, how you get what you want from God all the time? Because I don't pray my will, I pray his will. How you pray God's will? Pray the word. Pray the word of God. Everything in here, everything in this book is a promise. And I, I, I said that because I wanted you to say, we had an amazing Saturday morning prayer meeting yesterday. Oh my goodness. I always turned up. Myself and Pastor Tommy were there, man. There was some amazing things going on. We dug deeper in the word. There was prophecy. There was a laying of hands. Listen, I'm not forsaking none of that stuff. It's all in God's word. I believe everything in this word is true. Amen? So if you want to go to another level, every Saturday at the cool house at 9 a.m., we will be right there digging deeper into God's word, praying and believing for God to keep his promises. Amen? With that being said, Let's dig into this word. Two places in your Bible I want you to look. The first is Galatians. That's in the New Testament. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, verses 4 and 5. And then after Galatians, we're going to flip backwards in the New Testament to Mark. Mark chapter 1, verses 1 through 13. So first, we will start in Galatians. If you don't have your... Who has a Bible? Hold it up. Let me see who has a Bible. Hold it up. Let me see. Who old school like me? Good, I like that. I like big Bibles and I cannot lie. Come on. I love that. I love that. Who had them cell phones? Hold up your cell phone. That's all right. That's cute. That's cute, Kevin. That's cute. Can't cast out a demon, though. Can't. Your iPhone dies. What you gonna do? I cast you out in the name of... Hold up. Let me go get a charger real quick. That don't work. I'm just kidding. Use Use your iPad. Use your iPhone. That's why we got the Cool Church app. Who's on the Cool Church app right now? Make some noise. Let's go. If you watch online, get on the Cool Church app. All the notes that I'm going to be preaching from are going to be right in there. So if you don't like to write notes, you're going to have them right there. You can go back to them. Amen? Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5 out of the message version reads, But when the time arrived that was set by God, some uh, translations say at just the right time. At just the right time time but when the time arrived that was set by God the Father God sent his son 
born among us of a woman, born under the conditions of the law so that he might redeem those of us who have been kidnapped by the law. What does that mean? At the right time, God sent Jesus to this earth, not just to fulfill the law, but he is the walking, talking embodiment of the law. He didn't have to abolish it because he himself was perfect. He could fulfill it. He is the one that could not only fulfill the law, but he could free us from the bondage of the law. So what am I saying? At the right time, Christ came to the earth to give us success. I know for some of you, it's like, man, it's the 11th hour. It's at the end. When is Jesus going to show up? Jesus never shows up on your schedule, but he is always on time when it looks like it's over. When it looks like it's about to be the end, Jesus always shows up at just the right time. If you believe it, say amen. What's he come for? He wants to give you success. The right time. Mark chapter 1, verses 1 through 13. I told you we're going to read through the origin stories of Jesus in every gospel. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We read through Matthew on week 1. We read through John on week 2. Now we're reading through Mark. Mark chapter 1, verses uh, 1 through 13 read, read, the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. I love that. How many of y'all know news about Jesus is good news? The beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling out in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make the straight path for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for forgiveness of sins. The whole Judea countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothes made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. I love this. So we went from talking about Jesus to talking about John. Now we're back to talking about Jesus again. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven that I believe sounds like Mufasa, AKA James Earl Jones. You are my son with whom I love. With you I am well pleased. At once, underline that, at once, at once, the Spirit sent him out to the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by Satan. He was with wild animals, and the angels attended him. And that's a good place to say, if you're taking notes on this message in success season, I've entitled this message this seize success seize it seize success let's pray 
Father God, once again, we thank you for this day because this is the day that you have made. God, let us rejoice and be glad in it. God, I pray that before the world ever began to spin on its axis, you knew each and every human that was going to be in this place today. God, I pray that I would lie down as you rise up. Don't let these words be my own, but let them come directly from your throne room of grace. God, open hearts, minds, and ears to be receptive to a word that will always and only be about Jesus. He's the only word I've got because he is the word. God, I pray that your son would introduce himself to people that have never known him and reintroduce himself to people that have been running. Lord, I pray for the one, the one that needs to hear this word the most. By the time it's all said and done, may they know Jesus. I pray these things. I pray they don't miss an opportunity. I pray they would seize an opportunity. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, everybody said, take about five seconds to give God a shout of praise. Come on. So, until the end of 2022, which is in a couple weeks, we've been navigating the origin stories of Jesus throughout all of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I said that there's four things that I want you to notice about the origin stories of Jesus um, that will help us not only finish this year strong, but will make this season a success season. How many of y'all believe in God for success in this season? Like, yeah, I wanted to come next season, but why I got to wait till next season? Why can't I have success right now? Amen? So we said there's four things you got to do. You got to see it. You got to say it. You got to seize it. And you got to celebrate it. Next week, we're going to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Amen? First week, we said you got to... You got to see it. What was I trying to let you understand that if you want this season to be a successful season, maybe you got to see it differently. Maybe you have to change your perspective. Sometimes success is not about what happens. Success is about how you respond to what happens. You see, you can never change what happens to you in life. You can always change how you respond. See it differently. Amen? But maybe it's not just about seeing it for you. Once you've seen it, in faith, you got to start to say it. You got to start to like speak it out. I think God has shown people a lot of different things that they're just too scared to say in front of people. If God gave it to me, man, I ain't, listen, I'm not scared to talk about division. I'm not scared to ask for the things I need to ask for. I'm not scared to say what I believe because I believe that God has given all of us the same creation power that he has. He speaks things out through his word. Jesus is his word and when he is spoken, it brings light and life to everything. Sometimes the reason we find ourselves in certain seasons is not because we saw wrong, it's just because we spoke wrong. What are you speaking out over your life? The Bible says that there is power, the power of life and death in the tongue. We literally just did an exercise where we spoke life into young men and women believing that their best days of life are ahead of them. Why? Because we don't ever want to speak death into one another as a family. We always want to speak life. Speak it. Say it with faith and believe that God will use his word, the word, Jesus Christ to bring life and light. Light is what? Truth, because it exposes things to the things that you say in this season of success. See, if you have 
the vision or the perspective to see it and you have the boldness to say it, now you need the confidence to seize it. You see, the truth of the matter is, is that if you have confidence, confidence will allow you to seize opportunities. It'll allow you to seize the things that you say. The Bible says this in Proverbs 14, 23. It says, listen to it, all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk only leads to poverty. It ain't enough to talk about it. How many of y'all know people that can talk a good game? Oh, I'm finna do this. I'm finna, I'm from Carroll City. I'm finna do this, I'm finna do that. All they do is talk, and you know the old saying about talk, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. The Bible I read says, when I actually put my work to something, I'm going to gain something. Why? It's the law of the harvest, man. Things will always remain for all of time. Seed time and harvest. If you work, something will come of your work. So you can't just talk about how much you're going to work. Eventually, you have to put your hand to the plow. Eventually, you got to do something different if you want to see something different. Amen? Maybe you could talk a good game. The question is, can you live it? Can you live it? Can you do what you need to do? Will you seize the moment when it's in front of you or will you allow the moment to pass you by? You got to seize it. I love John Mark's interpretation of the gospel. When I say John Mark, I'm talking about Mark. The book of Mark is written by John Mark. And I love his interpretation of the gospel or the good news of Jesus Christ because it's different from all the other interpretations. Mark, he has a different agenda when he's writing. Matthew, Luke, and John focus on all the things that Jesus said. Mark focuses on all the things that Jesus did. It's a whole different perspective, whole different writing style. As a matter of fact, the very theme of Mark is that Jesus is the miracle worker. He is the suffering servant. He has a heart of a servant because he was born in a humble place called Nazareth. And he's the suffering servant because he literally dies uh, for all of humanity to serve us all. But thank God our God is not dead. He is risen again and he is sitting at the right hand of the Father. Amen. The good news about Jesus is that he's the suffering servant. He is the miracle worker. He is the one that shows up in the 11th hour. And there's a lot of people out there, you're looking for a miracle. But in order to be the center of a miracle, you have to be at the center of the problem. That's not popular to preach. I don't want no problems. Well, you don't want any miracles. Problems are literally the prerequisite for a miracle. Allow God to use your problem as a platform to work miracles. Mark lets us understand that Jesus is a miracle working God. And I know this because he writes different from all of the other gospels. Uh, this gospel is the shortest gospel of all of the gospels. The most concise It's written by uh, John Mark 
in the very first century around 60 to 70 AD. This is after Jesus dies on the cross. After he rises again, time passes in the 60s to the 70s AD, very first century. This gospel is written. Many theologians believe that this is the very first gospel account that is ever written. They believe Mark was the first one to write one of the gospels. And I love this because there's a lot of different things that we identify uh, about Mark and you have to understand the context before you can understand where we're truly going in this message. Mark was writing to Christians in Rome at the time. There were a lot of Christians, but the Christians, man, they were under, they were followers of the way. That's what they called Christianity before they called it Christianity. They called it the way. Followers of the way were being persecuted. Why? Because there was an evil emperor that lived at the time. His name was Emperor Nero. Emperor Nero was crazy. He's probably one of the craziest people that have all lived in all of history. Emperor Nero, let me give you an idea of how crazy he was. Emperor Nero was so crazy that he killed his first wife. He tortured her and said that it was suicide. He took his second wife, who was pregnant, kicked her in the stomach, killed her. When he was done with her, he found a young man on the street that said, that he said reminded him of his wife. He, he grabbed that young man. He had his people take him, castrate him, put him in a wedding dress and married him. These are people in history. That's why you got to read your Bible in context with history books. It's very entertaining when you actually understand who some of these crazy people were. Nero was a nut. He's a crazy human being. He's doing all kinds of stuff. But not only was his personal life crazy, he was taking that out on believers of the way. He was crucifying Christians all over the place. He literally was, was hanging Christians up and lighting them on fire so they were like light poles in the street at night. This is the same man that would have been responsible of the death for the death of Paul and Peter. You know the apostle Paul, the one that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Nero beheaded him. But not only that, he took Peter, disciple of Jesus Christ, the rock on which Christ built the church, and he was a martyr as well because Nero took him and crucified him. But not only did he crucify him, Peter said, man, I'm not worthy to be crucified like my Lord. So you know what Nero did? He crucified him on the cross upside down. This is not a storybook. There's historical accuracy to this book that people need to understand. These are real people we're reading about. Not just bedtime stories. So, you understand that when we complain about being Christians in 2022, it's like, really? Really? Like, we ain't going through half of what they was going through. Like, we sitting here freely right now having church with no problem. Gatherings like this were dispersed and people were stashed up and killed for having gatherings like this in that time. We got first world problems in comparison to what they faced to get this word to where it is today. That's why I'm not, that, that, listen, that's why I'm not going to apologize for preaching the gospel. Too many people fought and died for us to be here right now. And Mark is, is very clear in his writing and he has a lot of amazing stories about Jesus. You say, where did these stories come from? Mark, John Mark was alive after Jesus. Yes, I believe he caught inspiration from the Holy Spirit, but the thing you need to understand about John Mark, he was also a disciple of Peter. Before Peter died, John Mark was Peter's traveling companion. So guess where he was getting all his stories about Jesus from? 
He was getting them from Peter. Peter was with Jesus. And Peter was telling him all the stuff that Jesus did. So, so Mark, I can imagine him, man, like a young, exciting writer. Like He's like, man, I just want to get to the action stuff. So he's taking all these accounts that Peter is giving him. And Mark is different from the other gospels because like I said, the other gospels focus more on what Jesus said. So we get like a lot of parables. What are parables? Short stories that are telling you a, a, a beautiful truth, right? So a lot of the other gospels give you a bunch of parables. Mark doesn't waste time with that. He gives you four parables, but then he gives you 18 miracles. Most of the miracles that we read about, we find in Mark. And I, I love this because He's so intentional. He's so intentional with showing us the miracle working power of Jesus. And Mark knew even with all the miracles he would put in, the Bible tells us later that you can't fit everything that Jesus did into this book. He did so much, but Mark was like, man, let me give you a glimpse, man. He walked on water. He fed 5,000. He healed people, man. He raised the dead. He, he, he opened blind eyes. Mark is trying, like if you read Mark, it literally feels like you watching a movie. Like it's very episodic and abrupt in nature. It jumps from one thing to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. And I love it because Mark uses a word, it's a Greek uh, adverb, um, and it's called euthros, euthros. He uses euthros, this Greek adverb, 42 times in his gospel. Why, why is that important? Because the word euthros means immediately immediately right now and he often uses it in the places of his gospel as a transition so it's like Jesus was doing this then immediately he does that then immediately he does that then immediately he's he's giving you if anything you can look at you can look at Mark like the highlight reel of Jesus immediately immediately he wants to show us Jesus moving from one thing through the next. He's trying to fit in as much about Jesus as he can immediately. Euthros. Mark 1.1, 1, 1, we go back to it. This is why it's different than the others because it says in the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. After that, he pauses for a second he talks about John the Baptist that prepares the way for Jesus. And you don't hear about Jesus again until Mark uh, 1 verse 9. He picks up on Jesus. So he takes, he takes a few verses to tell us about John the Baptist that prepares the way for Jesus after he says Jesus is the good news. And Mark, he says, hey, Jesus is the good news. I'm going to skip past Mary the manger and the magi. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'm going to start telling a story about Jesus, not from his birth, but I'm going to fast forward in the story to when Jesus is 30 years old. Mark didn't have the time to wait because he wanted you to understand the power of who Jesus was. Ah, I feel better now. Okay. So Mark skips the birth. He goes straight to the baptism, straight to the baptism. He says, I don't need to show you one, two, three, four, five. You already know that he's, he, he was here in the beginning. You already know that this book is about him. I want to start my story about Jesus when the work begins. I want, I want my story about Jesus to start immediately. I, 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 I love this because he jumps right off at the baptism. The start of Jesus' ministry. And I love this because when we read about it, 
we see that Jesus, he reveals himself to John. He is obedient to the Father. He gets baptized and then Literally, the sky rips apart, a dove representing the Holy Spirit comes down, the voice of Mufasa, aka God, comes from the heavens and said, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. And immediately, Jesus goes from that moment to starting to work. He goes from baptism to the desert, led by the Spirit, amen? So. Jesus, I love this, he wastes no time. The story that Mark is trying to get us to understand is that Jesus immediately seizes the opportunity to serve mankind. He doesn't waste time telling you, you know, how Jesus came up. He's like, hey, our God gets to work. He doesn't just talk about it. He puts some action behind it, right? So he begins his journey as the suffering servant and the miracle worker, he gets right to his purpose. Mark wastes no time telling us what Jesus did in the three short years before his crucifixion of ministry. And those three, Jesus did more in three years than people do in a lifetime. You know why? He seized every opportunity. Some of us been going 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, and we still don't feel like we've done anything of significance because you say the time has not come yet. How come Jesus only needed three years and we take forever? Mark is like, man, Jesus was getting to it because he knew, listen, your, your, your cadence of life would change if you actually knew how much time you had. Some of us think we got forever, so we take forever. Jesus is like, all right, I got, I got, I got, got three years that fast? Okay, let me get to work. Let me get to work. Why? Because he knew that his time on earth here was short. I, I want you to understand, if you want to have a success season, you got to learn from Mark's origin story of Jesus and you need to seize it. Seize it now. Stop, stop waiting for it to be the right time. The right time is now. You're breathing, right? It's now. Seize it now. So two points and I'm done, I promise you. In order to seize it, you gotta get a word and move immediately. Look at your neighbor and say, immediately. Some of y'all been sitting on words forever. The prophet prophesied over me. That was 10 years ago, you still ain't do what he said. I got confirmation from, from the word six months ago, but I need God to give me a new word. He won't give you a new word until you do the old word. Get a word and move immediately. If, that, if just that statement will rest in your spirit, your whole life will change. Get a word and move immediately. Mark 1, 9 through 12. We're picking up right on the Jesus story. So I'm going to start with verse 1 again. In the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. Now I'm going to jump to verse 9. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming out of the water, he saw the heaven being torn open by the Spirit descending on him like a dove, and a voice came from heaven. You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Verse 12, at once, euthros, immediately, that's what that, that at once, there's that word. That's that Greek word right there, euthros, and it means immediately. 
the spirit sent him out into the wilderness. Jesus gets a word from God and immediately he goes to where God tells him to go. I love this because there's no other baptism in the Bible that is recorded like this. There are other baptisms when Peter baptizes Cornelius and his people. There, there, there's, the, there's the eunuch on the road that gets baptized. There's a lot of people that get baptized in God's word, but I have never read another baptism story where the heavens open up. Gee, I mean, this is the greatest baptism story in history because you see all parts of the Holy Trinity at the same place at the same time. How important is that? Jesus getting baptized, being obedient, submissive to his father, sky opens up. And this is not just something that Jesus is privy to. Everybody sees. And everybody hears the, uh, man, I wish I could have been there. I wish I could have been there just, just to hear the voice. This is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. God through his spoken word, God the Father looks down on God the Son, gets the cosign from the Holy Spirit that's in the middle of the two, speaks life over his son. He says, this, this is my son whom I love. In one moment, God shows his affection for his son, whom I love with him. I am well pleased. He's the one I choose. He's redemption before creation. He's the one that's gonna change things forever. He's the one that I fill with purpose. What is God doing? Audibly for the world to know, God is saying he's the chosen one. Right? I don't want you to make a mistake about who he is. And he humble, so he gonna walk around and be like, don't say nothing about what you heard. I'm letting you know though. I'm letting you know as his dad, because I'm proud of him. So I'm going to let you know who he is. Do not question who he is. I just said who he was. He is my son. I, I've chosen him to save you. He's redemption before creation. I spoke life to you through him. He is the chosen one. I am pleased with him. This is what happened. So everybody's like, oh, snap, he is the one. Because see, before they was trying to think it, they, they, they tried to think it was John before. John's like, no, 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 the one that's coming, I can't even tie his sandals, man. I can't lace his Jordans. The one that's coming, I can't. So God was like, let me make this clear so y'all stop thinking it's somebody else. He's who I chose. As soon as God's choice in Jesus is revealed, what does Jesus do? Immediately he moves. He seizes an opportunity because Right after this, once he comes out the wilderness, his ministry is so rapid. Three years go by real quick. He's doing a bunch of things. So God, God says he is the chosen one and immediately led by the Spirit. He's like, all right, God, thank you for letting everybody else know it was me. I knew it was me, but thank you for letting everybody else know it was me. Now let me go do the work. So now that they know it's me, they ain't going to look at me crazy while I'm doing this work. They're not going to look at me crazy when I move because they know I was chosen. Right? I, 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 I say, why are you taking so much time on this? I want you to understand something that is very important. He is chosen and immediately he moves in action to the word that he got from God. You are my son, whom I love. With you, I'm well pleased. He's, his choosing is made public 
and upon his, his, him being chosen, he moves into action. He wastes no time doing what he was called to do. Each one of these shares has a statement on it. I'm sure y'all been looking at it. Some of y'all been squinting trying to read it. <laughs> what is that? Why you got them chairs up there? Ain't nobody up there. I, 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 I had a thought. And some different thoughts came in my head and I wanted to read my thoughts out loud. Um, like this one. I don't know how I will fill up my gas tank for work this week. If, if, if you resonate with that, if that's you, just raise your hand. I just want to see you. Come here, quick. Quick, quick. Come on. Quick. Some of y'all are like, man, I don't know if I should raise my hand now. Let me sit down. What's this one? The kids don't know, but I don't have money to put food in the refrigerator. Does that resonate with anybody out there? Raise your hand if it does. Just see, I, 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 I knew this would happen. That, does, that, does that resonate with you, sis? Does that resonate? Somebody said, I ain't got kids, but I need food. Who was that? Who said that? You serious? I mean, if you if you serious, come. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Whoever that resonates with, I need you to come to this stage as fast as possible. Don't be don't be scary. My, oh, good. Come on, good, 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 good. I knew I, I. This is the exact response I knew would happen. Come. How you doing, sis? You all right? No shame. Come on, right up here. They're going to help you. The electric bill is too high. And my, and my light's about to get cut off. My light's about to get cut off. Who was that? Who was that? Probably going to hurt somebody today. Come on. Come on. Hold, wait, wait. Hold, hold tight. Let me, Betty, hold tight. I love you. Come here. Come here. Yep. Go right. Yeah. Go right there. Yeah. This is exactly what the Holy Spirit showed me was going to happen. Come on. Don't sit right there. Appreciate you. You're awesome. I have skills, but I need help finding employment. That's you. Don't be scared. If that's you, come on. If it's you, come on. Don't be scared. Don't miss it. If it's not you, you can stay sitting down. But if it's you, I got skills, but I need help. Find. Come on, sis. Come on. See? I got, she, 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 done, she jumped on it. Come on. Come on. You come right over. Let me see. Let me see if this resonates with somebody. I'm behind on tuition and may have to drop out of classes because I can't afford it. Who's that? If it's you, you need to get up quick. Come. 
Come on. How you doing, sis? You sit right there for me. All right. Come on. I don't know who this is. Um, I have an outstanding medical bill that I can't pay and it's killing my credit. Come on. Yeah. Because I don't see nobody else right. Wait. Wait. Uh, 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 uh. Let me, let me wait, who, who was that? Let me. Well, she got up, so I'm gonna get her. Come on. Hold up. Oh. You, okay. C- come here. Come here. Come here. Hold tight. Just sit right there. I ain't gonna forget about you. Sit right there. Yep. Just for the purposes of this. Come on, quick. Be, be careful. Yari, don't let me forget this young lady. Come. Medical bill? Yeah, come. I may get evicted soon because I'm behind on my rent. Who is that? That's you? That's you, brother? Sister? I don't know who I'm looking at. It's dark. If it's you, stand up. Come. Sit right here, mama. Come. Come on up, brother. You all right? No shame. Go line by line. Let's start at the beginning. I want to applaud all y'all. Y'all are really brave. It's hard to put your business on front street to people. Um... And it's like, y'all probably sitting there like, why in the world did I get out my seat right now? I got, I got all these people looking at me. My problem ain't changed. I, I got, okay. So, so what, what, what's your name, sis? Nephi. Nephi, how you doing? I'm blessed. You need money for gas? Look behind your chair. Woo! Open it. Open it. What's your name, sis? Tay. Tay, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Groceries expensive, huh? Especially with two kids. Need some groceries in your fridge? Yes. Look behind you, too. Open it. Open it. I want you to see it. Because I want you to see the miracle. Mm-hmm. Nephew, that $50 should definitely fill up that gas tank, but what you got in there? That $250 should fill up your fridge. See what God did for you, Tay? I ain't do nothing. What's your name? Sincia. Cynthia, why you came up here again? Um, electric bill. It's too high. It's high, ain't it? FP&L killing me. <laughs> so I know. Go see what's behind your chair. Backside. Backside of your chair. Mm-hmm.
See what's in there. You think that $300 will cover your light bill? She said, that's all I need. Good. What's your name, sis? Malika. Malika. You say you got some skills, right? But you need you need work. It's kind of hard. So I need a little bit of everything. Well, we gonna we gonna start here. See what's behind your chair. I mean, y'all taped these on good, didn't you? You all right. Yours is a little different than everybody else's. I'm going to tell you why. Give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Teach him how to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. What we have given you is um, a session with Mary David. She is a career and business strategist where, that she has sponsored this. What we're giving you is worth hundreds of dollars. She will sit with you, help you write out your resume, get you everything that you need so you can get the career that you're looking for. We're putting you with a, a business strategist. How many of y'all can use a business strategist? Okay. Should've came up, okay. What, what, what you going there for? What's your name, dear? I'm not complete. I'm not behind. I pay cash each. So. Well, guess what? God just wanted to give you a little extra something. Go ahead. Go open it. Listen, I've been through college. I got two degrees, and I'm still paying for them. <laughs> so I take every bit of cash I can get. Mm-hmm. I love you. She, she's like, I'm, I'm paying cash. I'm not, I'm not. My, I love you. You're so humble. I don't care. We still going to bless you. That goes $600 towards your tuition. <laughs> We love you. Mama, what's your name? Daila Dubodi. I'm not going to dishonor your name by trying to repeat that, but I'm going to agree that all of us heard that, right? You got a medical bill, Mama? Yes. Go see what's behind your chair. There you go. Open that. I don't know how much the bill costs, but that's eight hundred dollars towards that bill. Hmm. What's your name, boss? DeAndre. A little behind on the rent, huh? I've been there, bruh. I've been steps away from homelessness, and, the, and my real family that knows that knows that. So I know I know what it feels like to not know if you're gonna have a place to stay. And thank God I had good family members that took me in and let me stay with them in times that I needed to. Some of them in this place today. Um, but go see what's behind your chair, man. I know rent in South Florida is high. But um, I hope that $1,000 can help cover whatever you're missing, man. That's going to help? 
What is this church is what is this church about if we ain't about giving back? What's it? What are we here for? What are we here for? Uh, let, let me let me let me let me let me because I, I I I want you to get what just happened. I want you to understand what just happened. I spoke some words out in a moment because I wanted to see who was going to act on what I said. I knew the moment I started listing people issues, they was like, mm, I don't want nobody to know. I, I don't want nobody to see me out here struggling. I, I don't want people to know how bad things really, I knew that was going to happen. And people was going to be real tentative to move on an opportunity. And I wanted to show you a clear difference between people that seize opportunities and those that don't. I want you to see it. And I want to use this as a, as a permanent reminder in your spirit that when God provides an opportunity, do not allow your pride to stop you from seizing that opportunity. Don't let your shame, don't let your guilt, don't let your pain, don't let yourself think that you are not worthy enough to get another opportunity from God. None of us are worthy. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and he still loves us. He still gives us stuff that we don't deserve. This is the God that we serve. You gotta be able to push your pride aside in a moment. Immediately when the opportunity comes, you have to seize it. You can't sit there waiting around like, oh man, I don't know. Like, See, here's the truth. Let me ask you this question. If you'd have known there was money behind them chairs, how many more of y'all would have been stood on this stage? Go, raise your hand real quick. Everybody. If you knew it was $1,000 behind one of these seats, you'd have ran up to this stage. But I had to see who was going to have the faith to move without seeing. I had to see. This is what God looks at with all of us. Who has the faith to move when they don't know where it's going to come from? Who has the faith to keep believing that man is about to get cut off? It's about to end. I'm about to miss it. I'm about to lose. Who has the faith to believe that man, maybe this might be the time. I don't know why he calling me up, but I got a good feeling about this. I believe that God can still do something. Let me say this. Cause I'm I'm so proud of each of you. Can we give it up for them? I'm so proud of y'all. Y'all y'all get y'all ain't gotta sit. Listen, don't sit in shame. You just got paid. You should be excited. All right, so y'all can get up. Y'all can go back to your seat right now. We love y'all. We love y'all so much. I want to say this because I already know there's some people out there. Man, I really needed that. Like that could have like flipped my whole joint upside down if I'd have just. If I stop being scared, man, if I, if I just seize the opportunity. See, I love that because they heard a word, they were chosen, and they moved immediately. But you might be out there saying, man, I really, really needed that. Listen, man, I want to bless as many people as we can bless. Here's true. We can't do everything, but we can do some things. And just because I can't do everything doesn't mean I'm going to do nothing. So here's what I'm going to say. After service, 
if you really are desperate for like a real need, we left a little cash in reserves, and we will, if you go out to the courtyard, to the tables where Yari and Ben are, we, we will try to bless who we can bless today. If we cannot bless you today, you can fill out the benevolence form right there, and we will get you in the pipeline so that the church can help you. And the church said... You're always blessed when you give. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't start this church with my wife so we can get more. We started it so we can give more. We want to build strong families, build strong futures, want to build a community. But the truth is, man, some of the same people that are serving this community are suffering. And I'm not going to be the person that turns a blind eye toward it. We're going to do whatever we can. We'll get you in the benevolence pipeline. We're going to do what we can because everybody, I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me well. God loves us all so much in spite of who we are. He's always providing opportunities. Can you see it? Will you seize it when it comes? Will you seize it? When it comes, and for the person out there right now, I want you to lift your hand up in faith that said, man, I really need something. And maybe you ain't able to get a resource from us today. I want you to raise your hand if you got a need right now. I don't care what it is. Nobody needs to know your need. I want you to understand that heaven sees your hand right now. Heaven knows your need. We serve a God, Jehovah Jireh, who will provide all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Just because you couldn't get a check today doesn't mean that heaven can't deposit something in your bank account tomorrow just because you didn't get assistance in this moment doesn't mean that heaven is not aware because we serve the God that knows what you need before you need it all he wants to see if, if there's somebody out there that's willing to seize the opportunity when it presents themselves but we serve a God that loves you more than life itself he's a good father that knows how to give good gifts so I want you to know that just because we missed you I promise you he will never miss you because he will never leave you he will never forsake you and he will give you what you need when you need it because he's the God that seizes the opportunity to bless you if you believe it say amen don't let fear pride guilt confusion stop you from seizing all that God has for you. Move immediately. Immediately. Because my last point is if you don't seize it you may regret it. <laughs> if you don't seize it you just may live to regret it. There are people that live their entire life with their three lonely friends shoulda coulda and woulda they live with regret because you should have started that business but I don't have a capital you could have been a great fill in the blank athlete doctor lawyer writer pianist, singer, but you paused your dreams for your kids. You would have asked them out, <laughs> but you were too scared. Here's the truth. Write this down. Remember this. Let this rest on your heart. 
the only fruit of an unseized opportunity is regret. That's all you get from an unseized opportunity. I guarantee you, people sitting in the chairs right now, they're like, man, I wish I'd have moved. I regret not raising my hand when he called. I regret not moving faster. Or maybe you say, nah, pastor, I'm good. I ain't need nothing, I ain't need nothing on them chairs, man. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> maybe you good. Maybe you didn't need the money. Maybe you got everything figured out. But don't act like you've never had regret. Everybody at some point in life regrets something. Maybe you regret not taking that trip or taking that job or doing that move because you were scared of the unknown. Maybe you regret not going to the doctor earlier. You knew something was wrong, but you was like, nah, I don't deal with doctors. Maybe you regret not going to the doctor earlier knowing that earlier detection could have helped save you. Maybe you regret missing the opportunity to say, I'm sorry. Maybe you regret missing the opportunity to forgive somebody. There's people that, like, they're your family. It's the holidays. You don't even talk to them because some stupid beef you can't even remember. You living in regret. I want to say it, but I don't think they're going to receive. It's been so long, I don't even think. I regret not just saying Maybe you regret not saying I love you more. Maybe you regret not showing love and now that person is no longer here for you to tell them. They no longer here to say I love you. Maybe they physically exist but they left you. The marriage didn't work out because you didn't show love when you had the opportunity and now you living in regret. Maybe you regret not leaving when you should have, you regret leaving when you should have stayed or you regret staying when you should have left. Maybe you regret not trying again. It was just too hard, Pastor. I couldn't, I couldn't try one more time, man. The last time I tried, you know what it took me to do that. But now because you didn't try again, you're living around thinking, maybe I should have tried one more time. Here's the truth. I would rather fail knowing I tried than regret never trying at all or never trying again. I would rather fail knowing in my heart that I tried my best than to never try at all and never try again. Family, don't live with regret. Never stop trying. Don't get weary in doing good. For in due season, you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. The only fruit of an unseized opportunity is regret. I pray, I pray that somebody in this room hears me today and I pray you hear this word from the Lord that you never stop trying. As I was trying to formulate my thoughts on Wednesday to write this message, I literally was awakened by some of the saddest news on the planet. On Wednesday, a young man of 40 years old, Stephen Twitch Boss, was found dead 
in a hotel room after committing suicide. And I was trying to write this thing like all day and my heart was just breaking because this dude is 40 years old. I'm 41. This man has three kids and a wife, millions of followers on Instagram, money in the bank. My wife, daughter, and I sat down a week and a half ago when we were watching the hip hop, uh, the hip hop Nutcracker on Disney Plus, which he and his wife starred in. And I'm like, man, I've been watching this dude since So You Think You Could Dance. And there's not a time I know that I ever saw, I never knew him personally, but always had a smile on his face from what I could see. <coughs> always seemed like he was enjoying life. You follow him on IG, all you see is the image that is put out there of a happy family man that's bringing smiles to millions. He was literally dying inside. I'm sitting there just thinking about this thing, man. <laughs> because I wonder, it's like, a lot of times we preach, you know, check on people, man, because people ain't good. You know, check on, man, make sure you asking people. And I think when we say that, it's cool, but I think we have a tendency to check more on people we think don't have it all together instead of checking on people that look like they actually do have it all together. I think we bypass people that keep the smile on their face. Oh, they good, so I, oh, this one looks sad, that's what I'm going for. I'm not saying don't, don't talk, I'm saying like, reach out to them, but what I'm also saying is, we gotta start checking on our strong friends too. We gotta start looking for the people that look like they got it all together because we have no idea that maybe they don't. How often has a smile fooled us? How often has an Instagram feed made you feel something about a person that wasn't actually true? Sometimes the people with the biggest smiles carry the biggest burden and they hold the most pain. I've lost, I've lost people just like I know you've lost people. And we're going to pray for his family, but he's not the first person that has passed and not the last one that ever will. We all are going through different pain and I don't want to be callous to people going through pain. But because I've lost people and I'm human, I'm not going to lie. This is not the pastor in me speaking. This is the human in me speaking. I've lost people and I ask myself, did I say everything I needed to say? Did, did I tell them I love them enough? Could I have possibly done more? Did I, <coughs> did I seize the opportunity in life to bring light to people in their darkest moments? Sometimes I ain't gonna lie, man, I feel like the worst pastor in the world because it's like you preach stuff and I'm like, man, did anybody get it? Did I say that the right way? Did I set up that point properly? Man, I hope, I, I hope that didn't go over somebody's head. Man, I hope I didn't miss it. I hope I didn't miss the mark when I know God gave me an opportunity to share who he was. And I hope I lived it out well because I want my life to be more powerful than my words. I hope my attitude that day that, that something was going on with me, I hope that people don't allow that to be a reflection of who God is in me. 
I'm just, te- I'm just telling you what my human side processes on a constant basis. Because at the end of the day, I never want to miss a moment. I always want to seize an opportunity. Did I, did I seize the opportunity to bring light and life to people in their darkest moments? Church, we got to wake up. We got to do better. We got to stop pushing people away from the house and drawing them in. We, have, we can't just say love. We got to live love. Because it's people that we sit next to that are literally dying on the inside. And what would happen if you just showed them a little more love? What would happen if you took the time that when you asked somebody how they were doing, you would stay there long enough to get an answer? What could one more prayer do? What could one more hug do? What could a little more love do for somebody that's in a hurting place? We got to wake up, church, because life is too short not to seize the moment. The Bible says that life is but a vapor. It's here one moment, it's gone the next. I love what Jesus said in Mark chapter 1. Verses 14 and 15, after he was baptized, after he came out the wilderness and he started his ministry, this is how Jesus starts his ministry. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. These are literally the words he starts his ministry with. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Jesus didn't waste time giving people the good news. We got enough bad news in this world. Will you seize the opportunity to be good news for somebody? Will you seize the moment? Don't just say it. Don't just see it, but will you seize the opportunity to be the good news Because at the end of the day, Jesus, what he was saying is the time for good news is now. We got enough bad stuff going on. We need more good news in this world. Seize it, Jesus is saying. Seize it. One of my favorite quotes of all time comes from the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. He says, the time is always right to do what is right. Some of you have things in your spirits and in your heart that you know that you're supposed to do that's going to be a benefit to somebody. Don't wait for tomorrow. Do it today. Seize it now. If believers would seize opportunity, we would be able to populate heaven even faster. At the end of the day, my call and my message is not just to preach a good sermon. It's to fill heaven with family. And I got to seize the opportunity. There's statistics out there that are scary that say 80% of believers have never led someone to Christ. That's scary. Because what it tells me is that we have the good news and we're keeping it to ourselves, While people are dying, while people are hurting, while people are broken, we got something good that can help them, but we don't want to release it. We're not seizing our opportunities with people. See, we may know we should tell people the good news about Jesus. We may know we could tell people the good news about Jesus. But would you tell him if the opportunity presented itself? Will you seize it? 
at the end of the day, you may have walked in this place today, say, Pastor, man, you don't know where I've been. You don't know what I've done. You, you don't know who I am. I don't need to know. God knows. And he loves you. So let me give you some good news. I messed up just like you. But Jesus Christ came. He lived. He died. He rose again because he loves me and he loves you. You don't have to live in a prison of shame. You don't have to live in a prison of depression. You don't have to live in a prison of hurt and brokenness. I know some of these things are mental and medical, but my core belief in life is that every human could change no matter what they're going through. Everyone, I believe, is given an opportunity. The question is today, will you seize it? Will you seize the opportunity for salvation? Because it doesn't matter how bad things are. I got good news for you. Jesus loves you. He wants to save you. He wants to change you from the inside out. If you believe it, say amen. With every head bowed, every eye closed. I want to be here till 120, but if this is the last time I get to do this, I want to provide an opportunity. What's an opportunity? The favorable time for the attainment of the goal. I want to provide an opportunity for somebody to seize the moment. Maybe you've never known Jesus. Today's the day to meet him. Seize the moment. Maybe you've known him, but you've allowed guilt, pain, shame, and other things to pull you farther away from him. Today's the day. Seize the moment to reconnect with him. You may be depressed. You may be hurting. You may be broken. Guess what? Jesus was broken on the cross to put your life back together. Seize the moment to accept his salvation. I don't know who I'm talking to, but today is the day of salvation. Why go into another year not seizing the opportunity for salvation today? 2023 doesn't have to look like 2022. All you got to do is seize the opportunity I'm presenting right now. But the Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart he is raised from the dead, you're saved. Your salvation supersedes your pain. Your salvation supersedes your shame, your guilt, your depression, your anxiety. When Jesus saves you, he can change you. All you got to do is seize the moment. If you're in this place today or you're watching online, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm about to say a word. And I pray that when I say it, you respond immediately. I'm about to ask you a question because I know there's hurting folks in here. I know there's people that don't know Jesus and I know there's folks that are far from Jesus and I know those folks that just need to get right with Jesus. If you in any one of them categories right now, you say, today I want to seize the opportunity to have Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want him in my life. I want him back in my life. I want him to change my life. If you want to seize the opportunity, I'm asking you if you need Jesus today. On the count of three, do not hesitate. Raise your hand immediately. One, two, three. Hold your hand up high enough and long enough for me to see. Hold it up.
I said you and 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 you. If your hands up, immediately stand up. Immediately. I said all those you so you know you are not alone. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. If that's you, immediately come down to this altar. Move. Move immediately. Seize the moment. Seize the opportunity. Seize the change. Seize the love. Seize the transformation. Seize the salvation. It's all about you. Everybody else standing. Everybody else. Come on. Seize it. Don't wait. I'm so proud of everybody that came down to this altar right now. And I just, listen, if I don't get another chance to do this, y'all got to understand, man, I know what I was born to do. What I was born to do is lead people to Jesus. That's all I actually really care about in life. I just want to make sure you live an abundant life because you know him. Y'all didn't want to know me before I knew who Jesus was. The only reason I can live in abundance with him it's because I know that no matter what I go through, he's always with me. I trust him. So if you're out there right now, I want you to look at your family members because maybe there's still somebody sitting out there they're like, man, yo, I need to be at that altar. Look at all these brave souls that already came down. So you know you're not alone in what you're thinking. You need to seize this opportunity. If you're out there right now, you still need Jesus. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, hey, if you're scared, I'll go with you. If they say, yeah, grab them by the hand, walk them down here. Come on. I just want to see. I want to see who else I need to pray for. That's you. Grab my hand right now. Welcome now. I see you. Good. Praise God. Praise God. I just want to make sure. Yep. Come on. See? I knew it. I knew it. I don't want it. I don't want nobody to miss out on this opportunity. Some of y'all waiting for 2023 to get right when you got to do it right now. Seize the opportunity. I see you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Bible says in Romans 10 9. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you believe in your heart, he is raised from the dead, you saved. Nobody can take that away from you. Salvation isn't just the stuff you did in your past. I served a God that saved me from my past, my present, and my future. Jesus lives in my heart. The Holy Spirit is in me, and it gives me power to overcome the struggles that I go through all the time. I don't battle depression the way the world does yeah I talk to people yeah I got but at the end of the day I go to the Holy Spirit and I say Holy Spirit fill me with joy the joy of the Lord that is my strength joy the Holy Spirit can combat anything on this planet I want you to understand that there's people that are living in depression you love Jesus and you depressed sounds like you need the fruit of the Spirit so right now we gonna pray and when I say this prayer, I want everybody to repeat after me. But when you say it, confess, believe, mean it in your heart. If you're online, confess and believe because we serve the God that'll meet you right where you're at. If you're out there on audience, reach your hands towards them right now. If you're out, if you're up here at this altar, maybe you want to reach your hands towards heaven. You say, why? Surrender. Seize the moment to surrender to Jesus. Everybody repeat after me. Say, Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. Say, Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. I've sinned. I've sinned. I'm, not proud of it, I'm not proud of it. But I admit it. But I admit it. 
today. Today, I seize the moment to lay my sin down. Take it, I pray. I don't want it anymore. I reach to heaven to receive your forgiveness, to take the place of my sin. I ask that you would accept me into your wonderful family. Today, I give my life completely to you. I'm yours, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you said that, you seize the opportunity. And Jesus lives in you. Look, look at that sign. You see what it says? Welcome to the family. Heaven just got bigger because of y'all. I'm excited because the Bible says that when one comes back to the Father, there's a celebration in heaven. I can't open up the ceiling and show you, but I can help you hear what that sounds like. So family, y'all going to help me, right? We're going to cheer for them louder than we've ever cheered in our life because we're celebrating the fact that they are part of heaven's family. Amen? When they cheer... You're going to walk this way. Let me tell you why. 51 weeks in a row, baby. We got a streak from Carroll City. I got hands. I ain't going to miss. I want to give you this. It's a gift. There's a Bible in here. There's a WWJD bracelet and a letter from me and Pastor Joe. We just want to connect with you, let you know we love you. This is our gift for you for choosing salvation today, for seizing the opportunity. And you'll get that when you go outside those doors to the connect tables. If you got questions about salvation, ask them. We don't claim to know all the answers. God has all the answers. Um, and we're going to look in his word to give you the best answers that we can. But just know that we are family and we are here for you on this journey. And there is no question that you have that God cannot answer. Amen. So on the count of three, y'all going to walk this way. They're not getting raptured. They're not getting indoctrinated. They're just going to be in the courtyard. You'll find them outside. And the church said, count of three, y'all cheer as loud as you can. You ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Let them know God loves them. Let them know they're amazing. Let them know. Let them know this is a special moment. so much for listening. To hear more messages like this one, please be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. And if you like what you heard, please consider sharing with your friends because it helps so much. Don't forget to connect with us at our website, thecoolchurch.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at We Are Cool Church. And always remember that you were created out of love.